The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. What are you struggling with today? God can take care of it quicker than the blink of an eye once we get that proper relationship established between Him and me. He will handle it. He will take care of it. On today's Healing Word broadcast, Pastor Jack Morris is going to lead us in a study of the awesome attributes of God and how such a loving Heavenly Father is ready to bring healing and wholeness into your life today. Let's go to the introduction of today's message, Our Awesome God. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Scripture says in Psalm 107, verse 20, He sent His Word and healed them. So, friend, hear the Word of God that I'm going to bring you today. Hear it. Let it build faith in your heart. He will send His Word and heal you. Heal your relationships. Heal you in your finances. Heal you in your physical body. Heal you in any way you need healing. The Lord sends His Word and heals you. Let's go into the sanctuary and hear the message. I'm so happy to bring to you the Word of God for your blessing. Our God is an awesome God. He's awesome for so many, many reasons. And I want to talk about some of those reasons, a few of those reasons. I want to touch on it today. Uh, He is a creator God. He has created all worlds. I didn't say world. I said All worlds. Come on, fellas, in the booth. It's point A. Our God has created all worlds. Look at this. Look at this. In our galaxy alone, sometimes referred to as the Milky Way, there are 100 billion planets. Now, where am I getting that information? I didn't go out there and start counting them one night. I called uh, one of our uh, NASA Goddard men, uh, Mr. Herman Hines. We have several NASA Goddard people, uh, women and men in our church, and we're so blessed to have them. And so I asked him, I said, give me a breakdown. I've I've got a sermon coming up. I want to talk about our God, our awesome God. And uh, Herman sent me the information. A hundred billion planets in our galaxy. In addition to that, in our galaxy, there are, it is estimated of 100 to 400 stars. And a star is simply a sun that you can't see today, but hopefully we'll see it tomorrow when the clouds go away. In our galaxy alone, now my mind is already reeling. In our galaxy, 100 billion planets, 100 to 400 billion stars or suns. That's in one galaxy. It is estimated, already known, that there are a hundred million galaxies with a hundred million planets, with each one having 100 to 400 million stars. Woo! Our God is an awesome God. And then we have a problem, and we wondered, has he hurt us? Is he able? Can he take care of this? It's, it's staggering. Like the song says that, uh, of God, he's big enough to rule this mighty universe, 
yet small enough to live in my heart. I'm amazed. And, and when we pray, and I want, and I've told you this before. When we pray, we literally go to heaven. We literally go to heaven. The Bible says that we are to bring our request and to approach the throne of grace. If we would only pray remembering and thinking, I'm leaving terra firma and I'm going through the galaxies into the presence of God. I think we would pray differently. I think we would. I think I would. I'm trying to remember and keep my focus on the God that I serve and the God I worship. Now, he created all of these worlds. No, no way we can take that in. Our mind can't grasp the infinite. For our minds are finite. But think today, whatever mountain is in your way, whatever problem is facing you or confronting you, it's a little tiny speck compared to the God that we serve. Now, our God created all of these worlds and all of these planets and on and on it goes, so much that we don't know how many more galaxies and planets are beyond. But after he created all of this, he created you and me. He created man. And when the scripture in Genesis 1 and 2 and 3 speaks about man, it is also referring the Hebrew to male and female. God created man. God made them male and female. So man and woman, we are all God's creation. Now, there are other places as we move through the Bible, it refers to man, it's referring to the male. But when it speaks about the creation of man, it is the Hebrew also it is the creation of humankind. All people God created. Now, here is, the, is an amazing thing. When God created you and me, or when he created man, he created us in his image. Uh, I read that, and I've read that for years, and it, I have staggered at trying to understand what is the image of God. The image of God. There have been numerous, innumerable explanations and attempts to explain that. And most all of those explanations are good and contribute to what it means to be created in the image of God. Whole books have been written on it. But I want to just point out one thing about being created in the image of God. And I'm talking about you and me. God created a body and then God put a soul in that body. And God never created another human being after that. He created one human being. That's all. One. He created, took the rib from Adam. He made Eve. Here's a couple. Joined together. Bonded together. One flesh. One. 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 And then God stopped creating. And then God said to them, I want you to increase, multiply, and replenish the earth. I want you to do what I have just done. I'm not going to do it anymore. You're going to do it. So here we are in the image of God creating other images of God. God stopped creating man when he created Adam and Eve. 
Think about it today. You can create a body with a soul in it. Only God did that. And now you, in the image of God, you can do that. That's why we're so concerned about this creation, male and female. There is no other marriage other than male or female. Male and female in the image of God. Not male, male in the image of God or female, female in the image of God. Because God said, I want you as a man and a woman to do what I did. And only a man and a woman can do that. That's what makes life sacred. That's what makes family sacred. That's what makes those children sacred. That's what makes God's princess sacred. Our youth sacred. We are bringing people into the world just like God brought people. That staggers my imagination. That does. Yeah. Am I playing God? No. I'm doing what God has put his image within me to do when I created my son and my daughter. God said, now you do the creation. I started it. You're in my image. Now you do it. God never did it again. Friend, you are an awesome being created in the likeness and the image of God. And many of us are not serving and living and doing the things that God has asked us to do. You can be more creative. I can too. When I stop being creative, then I stop and hinder purposely the image of God. I put a stopper on the image of God. So th th there's, there's thoughts in you. There's ideas in you. There's energy and purpose in you. Let it come. That's the image of God. Let it come. You will bless yourself, your family, your church, and the whole world. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message, following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock. And a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry, the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message. The relationship with God, this, this relationship, think about it. Think about it. When God made this relationship, he sent his son to be an image of him. No one has seen God at any time, but we've seen his son. And his son said, we are to call God Father. Now, that's the name that Christians call God, Father. We said that name just a little while ago when we said, Our Father. Now, I thought when I read that, I thought, am I being too casual uh, with God to when I call God Father? Um, maybe I ought to call him Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, the Most High, on and on. But to call him Father, Father. I, I thought, well, you know, if I met President Obama, 
I'd go up to him and shake hands and say, hello, Barack. I'd meet President George Bush. I'd walk up, hi, George. No, I wouldn't do that. Out of respect and out of, uh, for their office and the, the position in society. And yet, I can call God Father? Again, why not Yahweh? Why not Jehovah? But Father. In other words, what I'm trying to say today, and I pray the Holy Spirit will help me. I'm having a little bit of difficulty with it. God wants to be close to you. He wants you to be his daughter and his son. He wants to hold you like a father holds a child. He wants you to call him Father. Now, Jesus always called God Father in every prayer. Look at all the prayers of Jesus throughout the New Testament. And every prayer, not, there's no exception, every prayer he calls God Father. And when he calls God Father, he uses the Aramaic dialect, which they spoke in Nazareth. That's his hometown, uh, Aramaic. And he calls God Abba. Everybody say Abba. Abba. Say Abba Father. Abba. Now, that's a term that had never fully, adequately, to our satisfaction, been defined. Abba. Some people say, well, that simply means daddy. Well, it does, but it it goes far beyond that. Uh, It's such an intimacy, a oneness, the very breath of God inside us. Uh, God made you to love you, to bless you, to help you, even to serve you and to serve your needs. This is what God has done, and now we call him Father, when Jesus arose from the dead, he he was so emphatic about this, Jesus was, that when Mary Magdalene saw him in the garden, she was ready to, the resurrected Jesus, she was ready to grab him by his ankles and hold on. And he said, don't touch me. I haven't ascended to my God and your God, to my father and your father. What? He's Jesus' father and he's also my father? I have a relationship with God like that? I I can't just zip through a prayer. I've got to come down before God and and cry out holy, holy, holy on my face before him. He's my, my father. And Jesus is trying to pound that home, pound that into me. You have a father, the God that, that created all of those galaxies and those billions of planets That God has come down to you to be a daddy to you, a father to you, to take you into his house and to protect you and to provide for you from all. God loves you so much. He cares and he loves you with an everlasting love. Abba, Father. Abba, Father, Father. Abba, Father. Now in just a few minutes, we're going to bow and we're going to pray. And you're going to pray to this God of the galaxies. And once we have gone through a billion galaxies and each galaxy with a billion planets, that's as far as our telescopes will take us. But what is on beyond that? This awesome, awesome, awesome God. What are you struggling with today? God can take care of it quicker than a blink of an eye. Once we get that proper relationship established between him and me, he will handle it. He will take care of it. Now, what does the father do? Well, he does so many things, but one of them, he protects. He protects us. There, there is fear. 
And, and fear is something that is, is natural, but it's very unnatural also. And people are fearing a lot of things today. I've been getting so many emails from people uh, that now are watching Change Point. That, that's uh, 6 o'clock Sunday morning and 7 o'clock Saturday evening. I, South Korea, Samoa, the islands of the sea. Last night, a prayer request came in from the Caribbean. You know, there, there are people out there with great needs. And God is answering their needs. And I hold those in my hand. Friend, Change Point is an outreach ministry of yours. It belongs to you. And I hold that in my hand and I pray. And then I, I write back to the person and tell them, yes, I've prayed for your health. I've prayed for your healing. I've prayed for your financial needs. I've prayed for your marital needs. I've prayed for your children's needs. And on and on and on it goes. Friend, God answers prayer. But you have to pray. <laughs> and once you pray, that prayer zooms to heaven through the galaxies, right to the throne of God. Can you imagine when they say, bow your head and close your eyes, all of a sudden you're leaving earth? Let us come before the throne of grace with boldness. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. That's where I am. That's where you are when we pray. Right before that great and wonderful God, awesome God that tells us to call him Father. Now, there are so many fears. People are having so many problems with fears. There's a normal fear and there's a neurotic fear. Now, normal fear is a God-given gift. Uh, it is desirable and it's healthy because it's a capacity to respond from danger. We're to obey the traffic signs. And there are so many other things that we are to look at and obey and listen to. And we should have a fear, a healthy fear, not to break that law and go beyond it. That God-given fear causes us to be alert and to be prepared. But then something happens along the way. That, that God-given capacity becomes neurotic. Now, every capacity, every emotion that you and I have came from God. But then we have allowed it to get way out of hand. Even, even the sex drive, wonderful. It's a blessing. It's for procreation. It's for health and to express love between a man and a woman married, a husband and a wife. But watch that capacity get out of hand now. And now it becomes pornography. Now it becomes lust. It all started out as a God-given capacity. Every feeling, every emotion that you have, God gave it to you. But somehow we have allowed the enemy to take it out of its, its, its realm of operation. And uh, now it has become sin. So when fear becomes neurotic, it means that we need the help of God the feelings of helplessness, feelings of dread, feelings of panic, uh, feelings when we think about our job and our income and, and we begin to wonder and, and, and we become panicky and there, there's dread and, and the future. That's when fear is wrong. That's when fear has become neurotic. That's when fear needs to be confessed and ask God to help you with it. And he will. God will take care of you. But when you and I come to the place to realize that we have a father, that he's going to take care of us. Uh, let me tell you a silly, I don't know how silly it is, uh, but, but a, 
a humble story. When I was about five years old, my, my mother, uh, she's been in heaven for a long time now. Uh, you know, I, I found a, a card from her yesterday. I was going through a lot of drawers, and I found a, a birthday card to my son. Now, this birthday card was sent a long, long time ago, and there's a $20 bill in there. You think I'm ever going to spend that $20 bill? <laughs> but my, my mother, my mother was, um, was an alarmist. Everything was, ooh, it was blown way out of proportion. Everything, it was a, a catastrophe. Well, no mother ever loved her children more than my mother loved my sister and me. So uh, something was wrong with me, but not that serious. But if it wasn't serious, my mother would make it serious. <laughs> it wasn't really that serious. <laughs> but she, she saw this that was wrong with me. I wasn't even hurting. And she just blurted out. She says, you're going to die. <laughs> Later on, she said, oh, why I ever said that? She said, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I should never have done that. But when she said that, I remember I, I was so stoic. I can still remember that, about five years old. And I, I said to her, and it was dark, and no doctor's offices were open, and we lived just in a little, little place, a, a village, a borough, um, 35 miles from Pittsburgh, a little, little town. And I said, you know, if I can only live till Daddy gets home, Maybe he can go to the drugstore and get me something. <laughs> you see, I thought my daddy could do anything, even save my life. And I saw my mother go, oh, I scared this boy nearly to death. And she did. I thought I was a goner. What mom said was true. Yeah, when your parents speaks, it's going to happen. But, but, but where, where, why, do, why don't we get to that place when we can say, my God can do anything. My father he has all power in heaven and in earth. He can take care of me. He can protect me. He can provide for me. He can do all of these things. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, and I have to close now, Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, nine verses, Jesus says in those verses repeatedly, he says, do not worry. That's that neurotic fear. That's fear that's gotten way out of hand. That's the kind of fear that you have when you know you don't have a God and you don't have a heavenly father. He said, do not fear. He said, your heavenly father. Now listen to that. Your heavenly, your, you've been bought with the blood of Jesus. You've been bought with a price. You're not your own. He belongs to you and you belong to him. And it's a wonderful, wonderful relationship that the two of you have. Now notice Jesus is saying, your, your heavenly father. Not, not an earthly father that is so limited in what he can do and in the powers that he possesses. I thought my, my dad was omnipotent. He could go to the drugstore and get me something that would save my life. But, but your God, your God, your heavenly father, and there is Jesus again, father, heavenly father, Abba father, over and over he's telling us you have a father. Your heavenly father knows what you have need of even before you ask him. The scripture goes on to say, even before a thought that you're going to have, Jesus knows that thought that's going to go through your mind. I mean, he knows you inside and out. Friend, go to Jesus today. 
He'll escort you to the throne of grace, into the Father's presence, and there you will be blessed. We hope that the message today, Our Awesome God, has blessed you and strengthened your faith in God. Before we go, would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris by praying for the Healing Word Ministry and consider supporting the outreach with a financial gift? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.